Hello and welcome to the Gambler Betting Podcast. I'm Selectabet and this week I'm joined by Greg Browning and Grant Heaney, who is otherwise known as Slips Tips. How's it going, guys? Yeah, good, thank you. Good. Yeah, very well, thanks. Good, good. Again, we're going to have a wee look forward to the weekend. We've no Bundesliga this week, so we're going to delve into La Liga, to Serie A, to the Premier League, and of course, Greg Belarus. Of course, of course. Of course. So, at this point, we'll also have a wee look back at last week. Um, we'll maybe do it through our fingers this week, I think. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, wasn't, uh, it wasn't up to our usual standards. No, I should laugh, but I think... All in all, I think over the last, what, 10, 11 weeks we've been doing the podcast um, since lockdown started, I think we've been in profit almost every week. Yeah. So after 12 weeks, I think it was inevitable that we'd have a bad week. And unfortunately, last weekend, that was one of those weeks where we just kind of fell a few goals short or a few, few corners short. But it's going to happen and it will happen again at some point. So it's all about getting back into the winning wagon this weekend. Yeah, so we shouldn't lose sight of the fact that you were heading for nine naps in a row. So uh, this week we start at zero again and, and try and get to that magic number. And Grant, from your point of view, we were just discussing before we recorded there, the pain of Newcastle's sitter that they missed at the weekend <laughs> yeah. when you, you had them to score against City. Yeah, just about recovered from that one. Um as I was saying earlier, I really would have just preferred they didn't have that chance. It just sort of <laughs> added insult to injury. And then last night, of course, they go and score four away from home. Of course, of course. Yeah. It was such a bad miss, though, wasn't it? It was one of those misses where he's literally no more than five yards out. Always got stop to lose, it, hit the target. Stop it, it, oh. stop it. <laughs> I didn't actually yeah. notice it at the time. I didn't, it's not until I watched the highlights, I think, the next day. Mm-hmm. It was Newcastle's only probably shot on target the whole match obviously Man City dominated but yeah. what a chance it was and it's an absolute sickener when you've got bets like that on and you see such poor um, ability wise from Dwight Gale yeah couldn't have asked for a, a better opportunity but yeah it was just just summed up the weekend from a betting perspective last week yep that's the way it goes sometimes and um, as luck would have it with one of your busiest weekends on the podcast with over 700 listens which is fantastic and thank you to everyone who listened last week and is tuning in again this week um, we've got some big news coming up in the next few days so keep your eye out for that that will be breaking on the, the Gambler Tips Twitter feed and no doubt on Greg's Twitter feed as well so we're very excited about a new project that we're about to launch so just keep an eye out for that in the next few days so let's get started to uh, have a look at this week's tips we're going to start with yourself Grant we've got a couple in La Liga to get kicked off and the first one which I'm really keen to hear about is Celta Vigo v Real Betis on Saturday at four yeah Saturday at four um, for that one Um, two teams who have really struggled this season Um, Celta Vigo though do look to have sort of eased the, the threat of relegation. They have been fairly strong since the restart, um, picking up some good results, including a, a 2-2 draw with Barcelona um, last weekend. Their manager was since given a, a new contract. Um, they did, however, can't go without saying, suffer a, a shock 5-1 defeat away at Mallorca in midweek. Um, a team who currently are in the bottom three. So, yeah, maybe a bit brave of me to go into this game. But um, it was Celta Vigo's 
it was only their second defeat in their last 11 league matches. They have definitely been improving by the result the other night. This weekend, they're at home to a real better side who really don't have much to play for for the rest of the season. They're 13th in the table at the moment. They've probably got enough points on the board to avoid being dragged into the relegation scrap. Um, and in terms of looking up the table, there's not much to aim for in that respect. Since the restart, they've picked up just one win from six. And I think it was sort of three games in, they parted company with their, their manager. And as far as I'm aware, I think they're still managerless at the moment. They've won just two of the last 13 games away from home. They've really struggled. Just one win um, from 16 this season. Last night, they were turned over 2-0 at home by Villarreal. No shame in that, the way Villarreal are going at the moment. They did also receive a red card. Um, Nabil Fakir um, was red carded, who is arguably the, the best player. So they, they will be without him um, this weekend. So it's really been a difficult season for Betis. They've really underachieved. Um, and I think they're a bit like... Schalke, you could argue, in the Bundesliga. They were just maybe waiting to see the season out, mm-hmm. um, if you will. Um, this weekend, they, they go to Celta Vigo, who, unlike Betis, they still have plenty to play for. Still looking over their shoulder um, with a view to staying up. But I think if they can get a win here, it would go a long way to keeping them in the division. As I mentioned, they have been good for the most part since the restart, scoring 10 goals in their last four games and they'll be coming up against the, the second worst division, I'm sorry, the second worst team in the division um, defensively um, this weekend. When you look at Betis' last six games, I think they've conceded two or more goals in four of those games since the, the restart. And that's an angle that I'm going to look at this weekend. I like the look of Celta Vigo to score two or more goals at five to four with Skybet. Yeah, I was really, as I said, I was really curious to see how what angle you're coming at with this one. Um, but it's only when you start to delve into the, the recent stats for Celta Vigo, you realise they have haven't actually been as bad as a league position would suggest. And actually, a win at the weekend would take them above Betis in the table. Um, to a much healthier thirteenth place in the table, um, yeah, potentially if results go their way. Yeah, I think Mallorca go to Atletico Madrid on Friday night. So if that one goes as you would expect, it would present Celta Vigo with a, a huge opportunity on Saturday to really sort of cement their place in La Liga next season. Um, and I think they could score a, a couple of goals on Saturday when doing that. Okay, so the bet in that one is Celta Vigo to score two or more goals, and that's five to four at Skybet. Yeah, that's the one. And as a wee sort of side play, I, I do actually like the look of Celta Vigo just to win the game outright as well, which is um, fourteen to eleven with V bet. But the the main bet for that one is two plus Celta Vigo goals at five to four with Skybet. Okay, and then on Sunday, we've got at the top of the table, Real Madrid, they visit Athletic Bilbao, and if results go their way, they play tonight, and if they win this one, Bilbao, they could find themselves seven points clear for Barcelona before Barca kick another ball. Yeah, it's something I'd noted down myself, it's, it really could be a 
big opportunity for, for Real Madrid to sort of put themselves in the driving seat. Big opportunity tonight to go four points clear. And as you mentioned, they kick off before Barcelona, who themselves have a, a really tough game um, this weekend. I think they go to Villarreal on Sunday night. Um, but what I would say is Real Madrid, I, I don't think they'll get it easy um, when they go to Bilbao this weekend. They lie seventh in the table at the moment and they've got a really strong home record. I think they're undefeated um, in 27 of their last 30 league games at home. So a really sort of tough nut to crack um, when at home. They are a really solid side defensively. I think they've conceded just nine goals in their 16 home games this season. They're a team that are often compared to Diego Simeone's Atletico Madrid. There's a lot of maybe similarities in how they, they set up. They're mm. really compact. It can be really um, tough to beat. So I think this will be Real Madrid's toughest test since the restart. But I, I do think they will edge it. Um, but I, I'm expecting a low-scoring game for reasons already touched upon there. Um, I think Zidane doesn't get a lot of credit. Well, not enough credit as he deserves it, in my opinion. I think he's done a really good job the first time around. Um, but and he's on the brink of delivering another title um, this season. He just seems to have a, a knack of getting results, getting the job done. Um, and I think Real will edge this one. From a betting perspective, the, the bet I like the look of is Real to win uh, and under four and a half goals, which pays 19 to 20 with Coral. Yeah, I mean, Madrid... I hesitate to say they're grinding out results, but they've certainly not been spectacular since the return, have they? No, they've not. They've won five in the spin, but I think last Sunday night they went to Espanyol, who are bottom of the table. They, As you said, they, they grinded out the result, and I could see it being a, a similar game um, this weekend. Um, but there's a lot of incentive to, to, to get the result, and I think if they can come through these next two games with positive results, they'll have one hand on the title. I yeah, personally but... hope um, Real Madrid get relegated because I was actually waiting on that match for over 1.5 goals. Yeah, I was Sunday the same. Night. I was the same, <laughs> Greg. I know, I, I dare say you weren't the only one, to be honest. Um, but yeah, they just seemed quite happy to take the 1-0, didn't they? Yeah, especially scoring right before half-time. You're thinking, yeah. that's fine, go before yeah. half-time. Yeah, go and score another. Another or third. Well, hopefully it's more of the same for the sake of Grant's tip this weekend, which is Real Madrid to win an under four and a half goals at 19-20 with Coral. Okay, so next we're going to have a look at the Premier League and again, pre-podcast, we're just discussing how how much Chelsea let yourself down uh, last night, Grant, uh, but also I think there'd have been a lot of punters on Chelsea at West Ham last night and quite a surprise to see them go down 3-2. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. A shock result last night when they lost three two um, away at West Ham, and it's a result that's really sort of blown out the top four race wide open. Along with other results, you're now seeing the likes of Man United and Wills really putting pressure on Chelsea, and Leicester are struggling yeah. for results yeah, at the moment as going, well. They're going the wrong direction as well, aren't they? Yeah, so um, all to play for it in that race for the Champions League places. Um, Chelsea were going really well until last night. They had a, a lot of plaudits, rightly so. They beat Man City last week. Um, but now suddenly 
they, they could find themselves in sixth place by, by the time this game kicks off. I think this is the eight o'clock kickoff on yeah. Saturday night. So yeah, if Wills and Man United can get positive results this weekend, then it would really put the pressure on Chelsea. But I do expect them to bounce back here. They'll be coming up against a, a struggling Watford side. And I think Chelsea will have a, a point to prove. Um, I know Frank Lampard wasn't happy with his sort of post-match comments. So I think he'll be expecting a response. Watford are a team that have been struggling for quite a while now. It really is just the teams below them that are keeping... Watford um, out of trouble. Um, think they've only won one of their last eleven, comfortably beaten at home last week um, by Southampton. A game that they would have sort of targeted um, to get a positive result from. So, yeah, Nigel Pearson came in at the tail end of last year and he had a really good impact to begin with. But they are now struggling. And I think looking at their fixtures that they have, the likes of Norwich and West Ham to come. And fixtures are coming thick and fast, so I think they might have one eye on that when they go to Chelsea. So expecting Chelsea to get back to winning ways, there's no value in backing out a Chelsea win as you would expect. I think they're about four to nine with most bookies. Um, but again, the, the angle I like the look of is a, a Chelsea win and under four point five goals, which is four to five with bet three six five. That bet has landed in five of Chelsea's last six wins and having had a look at Watford's results um, 23 of their last 25 Premier League games sort of featured less than four match goals so I think that's a nice way of getting a Chelsea win on side here I'm just looking at the, looking at sorry I was going to say I'm just looking at Watford's forum here and there's an awful lot of red on it <laughs> um, <laughs> and the one green is ridiculously a 3 0 win only Liverpool. Yeah, that was the the game that brought that Liverpool um, invincible aim um, to an end. Um, yeah. But yeah, other than that, they've really been in freefall um, since for quite some time, either side of the break. Um, and it is just the form of the likes of Bournemouth and Villa that are sort of keeping them out of trouble. Yeah. Sorry, Greg. Yeah, sorry. I was just going to say that I think given the way that the English Premiership sides have started since they've come back. There's a very, very good chance that it will be under 4.5 goals. I don't think we've seen too many goals. I think this week has been a lot better. Yeah, obviously there's been a 3-2. Arsenal scored four. I think on last night and the night before, we've actually seen some games now. They've actually been okay to watch, and there's been some goals. But ultimately, <laughs> I think there's only been one game that's had over 4.5 goals, isn't it? That's probably last night's Chelsea game. Can't think of many others anyway. That was yeah, a lot of goals. You're, I think you're probably right. Yeah, certainly the most sort of enjoyable game um, so, from a neutral point of view last night. Man City won five 0 so that one was over yeah. four and a half. But yeah, there's not been many. Not many in the There's not been oh. many that's gone over two and a half to be fair, or had both teams to score. But as you say, it seems to be kind of loosening up a wee bit. So um, yeah, it, it's kind of heading in the right direction, but. I think Grant's made a good case for it being, being under the four and a half goals mark in this one. Yeah, definitely. OK, and finally, Grant, we're going to have a look at the Serie A game where Atalanta are away to Cagliari. Yeah, going to look at that one on Sunday, that is. Um, Atalanta are 
one of those teams you could probably do a podcast on themselves. <laughs> um, just a, a joy to watch. Absolutely brilliant. Um, one of the most exciting teams in Europe. Um, just goals just seem to follow them. Um, and they've had a brilliant run in the Champions League as well, which yeah. they're still in. Yeah. yeah, into the last eight um, of that. And I think they're playing Napoli tonight, which looks set to be another cracker. That should be a really um, good game tonight. They go into this game at the weekend, currently on 57 points. That may change depending on what happens tonight. Um, they've scored the most goals in Serie A this season. 80 goals that they've scored at the time of recording. I think they've won their last nine games on the spin in all competitions. Since the restart, again, they've just sort of picked up where they left off, scoring freely. I think they've netted 10 times in their last three games. This weekend... They go to Calgary, who sit ninth. I think they've picked up two wins since the restart. Um, they've sort of um, struggled for results either either side of the break, but a couple of wins have got them sort of back on track a bit. Um, but they have only managed the, the one clean sheet, and they do have the the leakiest defence in the top half of Syria. So they'll have a a big job keeping Atalanta. Um, out this weekend um, I think Atalanta's games are producing on average over four goals mm-hmm. a game at the moment so yeah, no yeah. shortage of, of entertainment they fought back brilliantly to beat Lazio last midweek coming from two down to win 3-2 and I think there's now been over two and a half goals in their last nine games so always a good team to, to look at for goals normally the, the bookies are on to that but I was pleasantly surprised to see an away win in over 1.5 match goals priced up at 4-5 to five with Bet365 here. And yeah. I just think that looks like a good way of getting Atalanta on side, um, a team that you always associate goals with. Yeah, Greg and I were talking about Atalanta earlier, actually, in tonight's game, over 2.5 goals is 1-2, to two, which actually isn't a bad price when you look at the stats, you know, yeah. If you're a big hitter, then that one or two looks very appealing. I think it's only two or three uh, Atlanta games haven't gone over two and a half goals this season. And the good yeah. thing is with those Atlanta games, most sides you'll see both teams to score in Atlanta games, which obviously helps. And I think the um, the Asian line on three goals in the match is often a favourite for those that are looking for a bit more than just one to two. That yeah. three plus kind of. Um, safe in it as such is really good. Yeah, I mean, I think the I think the bet builders have helped a lot in recent weeks in terms of trying to get on side with short priced teams, but finding a goals angle or a corners angle with it. Um, and uh, again, Grant's managed to find one in this one. Um, obviously, want to be on with it, Atalanta, but to get just over one and a half goals as well um, to bring it into forty five looks pretty good to me. Yeah, it looks like a, a nice way in. And I think, just sort of generally speaking, you mentioned sort of ways at looking at getting Atlanta goals on side. I think if you went with the over two and a half in both teams to score combination in Atlanta games this season, um, that's definitely landed a good few times. So it's something else to maybe keep in mind for the remainder of the season. Yeah. Okay, we'll get you to recap all your bets uh, once Greg's done his. Um, and without further ado, let's have a look at. Belarus, and I seen you had to kick Skybet's arse to get some prices up again this week. 
well, it wasn't just myself. It's a few of the guys your, on, your on Twitter, Twitter aren't we? <laughs> uh, who I kind of converse with regularly uh, were on the case. So I think it was Yankee, who's the Hamilton fan. He gave them a little nudge. And initially they said to him it would be Friday, which wasn't well received. So they, no. they got their finger out and had them up um, yesterday, which was good, or, or first thing this morning, I think. So that was pleasing. So just before we go into that then, this isn't scripted. Uh, breaking news just in. I have just been contacted by the Shakhtar English language page um, with some breaking news from Belarus. So rumours have it in the Tribuna, which is a Belarusian news outlet, that the Dynamo Brest team have a COVID outbreak. Oh. And they're trying to get their match this weekend postponed. Uh, but the Belarusian authorities won't allow them to. Well, so that game's tomorrow? Yes, and they are away to Smolovici. Indeed. So Smolovici got a good win last weekend. I did look at this match in terms of obviously Dynamo Brest, but it's priced up now at 11 plus, which obviously we've been used to 10 plus. On the corners need, market. On the yeah. corners market, sorry, yeah. And I think you're needing to get at least seven Brest corners to hit even money. So I've opted to leave that, but it's very, very interesting that that's come out. Let me um, just let me just grab a bit of the twelve to five on Smolovici before you go anywhere else. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks for the chat to the English page for letting us know. And that sort of Indeed. information is really useful. Yeah. That may, may break today, it may not break at all, but it's but it's good info to have. So anybody looking at the the Dynamo Brest match, just just be conscious of that. Yep. Okay. My bet so, is one. Thank yes. you. <laughs> so <laughs> moving on to match day sixteen, as we said, match day fifteen was a bit disappointing, but I think um, we're probably allowed a, a bad weekend, so keen to get back um, into the winner's enclosure this weekend. Just to review last weekend, some really big results actually. Um, Small of each that I mentioned a minute ago got their second win of the season at home to Slutsk, who are just on a downward spiral now. Mm-hmm. I think they're now winless in eight and really, really struggling. Uh, Grodno won their sixth game in a row. In yes. the match of the day against Brest, they uh, won 1-0. I had them on my line, which was good. Which is a massive win for them. Um, I think cornerbit-wise, it was a bit disappointing. It was 3-2 at half-time, and I think it finished 4-2. You'd be expecting Dynamo Brest to give them a bit more of a, of a fight being 1-0 down. Mm. Um, obviously, match of the day, essentially in Belarus, was going to be the classical between Bat Borisov and Dynamo Minsk. <laughs> and... Obviously, what a result for Dynamo Minsk. A 2-0 yeah. win away at Bat yeah. Borisov. And what that's done is it's really closed the gap at the top. So bet- between Bat Borisov and Shakhtar, the, the top two teams at the moment, they've only won one of their last four games. And what, what that's done is it's allowed Grodno, Dynamo Minsk, Energetic and Torpedo to really close the gap at the top. So yeah. at the moment, I think it's only five points separating the, the top five sides, which is great. And it keeps the league entertaining and obviously uh, competitive, so it's good to see that. And just touching on Grodno, I know this isn't a tip as such, but uh, there was someone on the Mr Fixit's tip site um, by the name of Nut, but um, <laughs> asking your thoughts on Grodno at 13-10 to win at home again this week against Isloch. So Nut must read my mind. Um, <laughs> I've written down, actually. There's, out there's a phrase I bet you thought you'd never seen. <laughs> So the 13 to 10, which is absolutely spot on, it's a, it's a massive prize for a side at home who have won their last six games. And look at the table, they've got a game in hand in the, the two teams. They do, they do. Win that game in hand and they're a point behind. Point behind. Bat at the top. 
what I would say though is Isloch are a team that have seen the return of probably three or four of their key players and that's probably resulted in their upturn in fortunes as well. Mm-hmm. So it's a very tough game for Grodno. Um, remind, remind me where Isloch the team that had the COVID outbreak earlier in the season? No, that was FC Minsk. So they've actually returned well the last few weeks at Ishloch. So I, I Grodno know at 30 to 10 is appealing, obviously, but um, six games in a row winning is fantastic and they'll be full of confidence. But they are playing a much improved Ishloch side who I think could maybe sneak a draw in that match. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to leave that alone. So what, what I would say it's a very tough card this week, and having gone through. Two games Friday, two Saturday, two sun. Sorry, three Sunday, three Saturday. And um, it's only two games that kind of call out for me, especially on the, the corners market. And I believe now cards are no longer available anywhere. Really? Um, in Belarus, which is really disappointing. It's pretty poor from the bookies. Really? Is um had is that just the, laziness or is that because everything laziness. else is back or is it yeah two things i would say laziness and secondly they've got probably just... a dozen other leagues that they'll focus on and have more interest in hmm. uh, had the belarusian league been the only league still playing then yes yeah we'd have right. 200 markets up <laughs> mm-hmm. for these games so yeah unfortunately no more cards market but we can still focus obviously on on uh, corners so so FC Minsk are at home to Belshina at two o'clock on Sunday. Now FC Minsk are the side that did have the COVID outbreak about six or seven weeks ago. I knew that. So they do have two, you did know that. I'm glad you remembered that now. <laughs> <laughs> so they've got two games in hand. Um, they did bring in the four plus corners last weekend at home to Shakhtar. They drew that game one all, which, to be fair, was actually quite a positive result for them, mm-hmm. given they are struggling at the bottom end of the table and Shakhtar are sitting second top. So from a corners perspective, they're hitting 5.3 corners a game, which is pretty good going for a team sitting third bottom, albeit with two games in hand. Yeah. And when you look a little bit deeper, they've hit five or more corners now in nine of their 13 games. They do concede quite a lot as well, though. So they're conceding five corners a game. But in terms of their own corner counts, looking through their matches, they've hit seven at bat, Borisov. They've hit seven against Torpedo. And they hit five last weekend against Shakhtar. So they welcome Belshina, who... I do love Belshina. They've got a place <laughs> in my heart. Uh, I do feel sorry for them in the fact that the likelihood is they're making a swift return to the first division in Belarus. Yeah. Yeah. They're starting to become very detached now. And I think with Smolovici picking up some form, if they lose this match at the weekend, they're going to be 10 points behind um, third, third bottom. Um, by that point, it could be anyone, to be fair. They'll yeah. be 10 points behind, which I think for me is too big of a gap to turn around. Cottons. So, yes, yeah, so we're only halfway through the season and it's become a six-pointer for Bilshina. But those that follow the podcast and follow my tips on Twitter will know that Belshina are a firm favourite of ours in terms of team corners. Week after week, they consistently deliver us a minimum of four team corners. Some weeks, it's obviously more than that. So looking through Belshina's corner count, they were turned over last weekend, actually, at Root Brest. Uh, Quite unbelievable that Root Brest managed to score more than one goal in a match. Uh, that game was finished at half-time, really. They were down 3-0 at half-time. But they did hit 
Um, I think they hit five corners again last week. So looking through their matches, they've hit four or more corners now in 10 consecutive games. And they've hit five or more in eight of those 10. On the road, they've hit four or more in six of their seven away games, which is pretty good going for a side bottom of the league and a side who actually have the most corner count away from home in the league with six corners per match. Yep. Um, so in terms of this one, Minsk have shipped six, sorry, three or more corners now in 12 of their 13 games and they've conceded four or more in nine of 13. So it's quite an obvious one, this one, but again, we're still getting some decent value, I think, on Belshina corners. And I think that's primarily down to the reason Belshina are bottom of the league one win in 15 games yeah. and they are becoming a, a bit detached but that doesn't hide the fact they're still continuing to get a decent number of corners every week mm-hmm. so two games here for me two bets here for me sorry Belshina uh, four plus corners at four to five and that's with Skybet and that'll be this weekend's nap I think four plus is a really nice target to hit it's not asking a lot yeah. even if you only got one by half time you've still got a really good chance of, of the four landing and I do like the fact as well, it's kind of make or break now for Belshina. Yeah, and it's not as if they're away to, you know, teams at the top of the table or anything like that. You know, it should be fairly competitive, you'd think, in terms they of have. the They have. Belshina have been going to these sides at the top of the table and getting four, yeah. five, six corners yeah. a game. So there's yeah. nothing stopping them from getting four, at least, against Minsk on Sunday. And the other bet that I like the look of is 10-plus match corners. Okay. So if Belshina can hit four then I think given FC Minsk's performances at home corner-wise, I think Minsk are maybe in a bit of a false position potentially with those two games in hand. Mm. It's maybe derailed their season a little bit. They're probably not the third worst team in the league at the moment, but I think Sunday will tell. I do think they'll win this game. They're 4-5 to five to win the match. Decent um, price. Decent price, actually, you're right, given the fact Boshina have been turned over quite a few times now this season. But I'm going to take Boshina four-plus corners at 4-5, to five, and that's the nap. And 10 plus match corners at even money. Okay, and last game in Belarus this weekend is Rook Brest v Dynamo Minsk. So, this is the last kickoff on Sunday at 6 pm, so it really is a super Sunday in Belarus. <laughs> um, both these sides got a terrific win last weekend, and as I said, Rook Brest hammered Boshina 3 0. Really good result for them. I think they obviously took the foot off the gas in the second half, and Dynamo Minsk was probably one of the results of the season so far in the, the big derby match there. They beat Bat Borisov 2-0. So both sides in good form. Looking at Minsk themselves, they are hitting 6.1 team corners a game, which is the second highest in the league. They have conceded, though, three or more corners in all seven away games. Looking at Rook Brest themselves, they're also hitting 6.1 team corners a game at home, overall averaging just under six corners a match, which is pretty good going. I think when you look a little bit deeper and look at Rook Best's home match, six of their seven home games have seen 10-plus corners. Uh, in fact, the only one that didn't come in was last weekend mm-hmm. against Boshina. But I think that's probably driven by the fact, one, they're playing a side bottom of the league and they were thrown up at half-time. Uh, and as I said before, Minsk have the second-best team corners count in the league. They'll be full of confidence from that result and they'll be looking to really close the gap at the top had a bit of a sticky start down moments, but they're in good form at the moment, unbeaten in four. Obviously, beating Bat Borisov last weekend was a great result. And I think Luke Bess have now conceded five or more corners now in six of their seven home games. 
So looking at this game from two angles, one, I do like the look of 10 plus match corners in this match. And I do believe it's a match where both sides can contribute. And the second bet is going to be Dynamo Minsk to hit six or more team corners at 11 to 10. And having looked through the other bookies, Skybet actually have best price on these markets. Okay. On the face of it, that six plus away from home corners looks high, but... It does look high, yeah. I think the bookies across the board now have actually wisened up quite a lot. Mm -hmm. Looking at Dynamo Brest, we were getting 10 plus every single week, regardless of who they were playing at 4 to 5. Mm-hmm. We're now getting, I think, what, 10 to 11 now on Dynamo Brest to get 11 or more corners in that match. Mm-hmm. So definitely starting to wisen up a little bit, but I'm happy to take the risk on Dynamo Minsk to hit 6 plus, given their current form and Luke Brest, do you can see quite a lot of corners at home. Okay. Good stuff. Okay, can you guys just give us a wee recap then of your bets for the weekend? Start with yourself, Grant. Yeah, of course. So we have two games from La Liga. First of which is on Saturday afternoon in the match between Celta Vigo and Real Betis. Looking at Celta Vigo to score two or more goals at 5-4 to four with Skybet. Moving on to Sunday in the Athletic Bilbao v Real Madrid match. I'm going to back Real Madrid to win in under 4.5 goals at 19-20 to 20 with Coral. Moving on to the English Premier League on Saturday night, the game between Chelsea and Watford, back in Chelsea to win in under 4.5 goals at 4-5 with Goral. Finally, from Serie A on Sunday, in the match between Calgary and Atalanta, backing an Atalanta win in over 1.5 match goals at 4-5 with Bet365. And from Belarus, match day 16, we've got two games of on focus. So first up on Sunday, FC Minsk v Belshina at two o'clock and taking Belshina to hit four or more corners at four to five. And that's this weekend's nap with Skybet. And also taking 10 plus corners in this match as well at even money. That's also with Skybet. And finally, the last kickoff for match day 16 on Sunday at 6 p.m., it's Rook Brest versus Dynamo Minsk, and I'm taking 10 plus match corners at even money with Skybet and Dynamo Minsk to hit six or more team corners at 11 to 10, and that's also with Skybet. Like previous weeks, I've had a look to see best price, and at the moment, Skybet for once is actually best price, but mm-hmm. if anyone sees anything different, please let me know. Indeed. Okay. So that's us for this edition of the podcast, but it's not all for us this week. Greg and I will be recording a special bonus uh, Norwegian football podcast this evening uh, with a guy who ticks quite a few boxes as far as this podcast is concerned because he formerly played with Falkirk and St. Johnson, and there's not many players you can say that about. (laughs) Um, So that's with David Weatherston, who is now living and working in Norway, so we're looking forward to that. We're going to record that this evening, and it should be live around midnight, so just keep an eye out for that. Um, We're going to have a look at some of the betting options in in Norway um, for the weekend ahead. And as ever, just before you go, I'll be reminded that you can follow the guys on Twitter at Slipstips and at Browning84, Craig. Um, Huge thank you for listening this week. Uh, If you like what we do, then please spread the word and let your friends who like a bet know about us. And in the meantime, best of luck with your tips this weekend, guys, and best of luck to all our listeners. Good luck, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Best of luck.